0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's a beautiful May 7th, 2022. Come to the Christine podcast. Disinformation and misinformation. More of Justin Trudeau's strife in lying to the Indian people and some interesting aspects coming from our friends to the south. All that and more come to the podcast. Please stick around. Hit it, sweetheart. Because I am hard, you will not like me.
1: There is no racial bigotry here. There you are all equally working.
2: From Western Canada. This is the Krusty Canuck Podcast, a Canadian veteran's point of view on political, social, economic issues, and life. Here's Krusty.
0: That's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of the Crusty Neck Podcast, episode 172. I'm your host, Crusty Canuck. Disinformation and misinformation, that's right, Justin Trudeau is on the rampage again on promoting disinformation and misinformation, how oh, it's terrible and how it's hurting people and how it's going to you know, affect our democracy, yada, yada, yada. We heard the same spiel before, Justin. Okay. Pardon the little interruption there. I've had some issues with the audio here. Nonetheless, it's all worked out. Now, if you're liking here to see, ladies and gentlemen, please click like and subscribe and share this content all around your social media platforms. You can find me on YouTube, on Rumble, Amazon, and Brighteon too, wherever you get your podcasts as well. I'm also loaded on the Podbean. So please check me out there if you don't like the video all that good stuff. Yes. Anyway, carrying on with more of the episode 172. Now the past week, I've heard a lot of rumblings in regards to uh, information where it's decimated disinformation, misinformation. We hear this all the time. If you watch anything in Canadian politics and my American friends and British friends out there too, alike, uh, you're probably seeing it in your parliaments and in your senates as well in regards to uh, politicians talking about, uh, misinformation when it comes to this, disinformation when it comes to that. Well, which is it? Is it misinformation or disinformation? Which is it? Right? That's that's what I ask you, my, my listeners and viewers out there, are like, which is it? Okay. Now, what, what I don't understand is that ever since Donald Trump, okay, when Donald Trump was first elected, okay, how he dissed CNN, you know, was world famous saying, you're fake news, you're fake news. And he was right. Right, because look how CNN has tanked in the last couple of years in regards to telling the story about uh, the beer bug, telling the story about this, telling the story about that, and the same thing with some of our bigger uh, mainstream media outlets up here in the Great North too. CTV has been faux pod, CBC especially has been faux pod in regards to telling the stories. You know, and we can honestly sit back and just kind of look, and it doesn't matter if you're Canadian, doesn't matter if you're American, British, German doesn't matter anywhere in the world. We're seeing a new narrative being brought to us here. Okay. We're we're seeing a new narrative being presented to us as if it was fact, right? How many times have you gone to any social media websites, you know, especially, you know, uh, the FB one, and you've been presented with something called fact checkers. Who checks the fact checkers? Okay. Where do the fact checkers come from? Are they an actual panel of experts that sit and decide what you should see, what you should promote, right? Because it brings me to the point where every time I'm looking at my Facebook feed, you know, whether it's the Krusty knuck one or my personal feed, I am seeing a lot of communist BS. Okay, I'm seeing pages about how Stalin was this and how Karl Marx was this, and all these wonderful, great communist leaders have innovated the world as we speak. And you and I both know, ladies and gentlemen, that communism has failed. Failed. Big F. Big F bomb. Done. Kaput. Nada, zilch, hasn't proven itself worthy since its inception, right? It failed in the 90s. The Berlin Wall came down. The Soviet Empire, the Warsaw Pact failed, right? And I don't care what country uh, still has it. It's not working in North Korea. People say, it works in Cuba, just great. It does not. You talk to anybody who's fled Cuba in the past 30 years, they'll have stories for you. I have personally talked to people that fled the Iron Curtain. You know eastern europe people that lived in eastern europe during the communist years and they have many stories for you to absorb and to understand that it doesn't work so when it comes to this disinformation misinformation parameter okay who checks the fact checkers who checks this who checks that who does this for you where and when right i got an interesting little video here from brian Lilly from the toronto sun uh you guys can really really enjoy please observe if you can And listen carefully at your leisure. Give you some insight on what our beloved Prime Minister has done in the name of misinformation and disinformation. So please, I highly suggest you check on yourselves there and come up with your own judgment.
1: The question was part of a Canadian Armed Forces training exercise that was planned prior to and was unrelated to the convoy protest that's the fact mr speaker did justin trudeau pull up pierre trudeau and drop an f-bomb hi i'm brian lily political columnist with the toronto sun i'm less concerned with whether justin trudeau dropped an f-bomb in the house of commons he probably did the man's sworn in the house before he's shown utter contempt for the place but i'm less concerned with that than i am with the issue that was being discussed when he allegedly used the foul word Trudeau was being quizzed about whether the Canadian Armed Forces were using surveillance aircraft to monitor, to spy on, the Freedom Convoy back in January and February. News reports have detailed that, yes, in fact, they were doing this. They were checking out a new King aircraft that would allow them to listen in on conversations, including via cell phone, by flying overhead. Now, this is something that should concern Canadians. You're not supposed to have your own military spy on civilian populations yet that's what was happening trudeau's reaction to this say it's all fake news he's calling it disinformation even though he admits it happened uh, what the yeah. member of- Opposite just engaged in is dangerously close to misinformation and disinformation designed to gin up fears and uh, and conspiracy theories uh, around uh, what happened a number of months ago. It is entirely irresponsible for members of Her Majesty's loyal in, uh, opposition to, uh, to stray so close to misinformation and disinformation. I would ask them to be more responsible. Now Trudeau can say it's disinformation all he wants.
0: Yes, gotta be more responsible. You, that's right. You tell them, Justin. They better be more responsible. Yes, you son of a bitch.
1: It's not. He may not like the way the opposition parties are characterizing what happened, but the facts are it happened. Spy aircraft went overhead the convoy. He can say it's a training mission if he wants to, and it very well may be. It doesn't change the fact that the flight happened, the spying took place, and Trudeau has a bad habit of calling media reports that he doesn't like from all kinds of media outlets disinformation. Now, why is this so concerning? Because he and his government want to use internet regulatory law to shut down disinformation, meaning news stories he disagrees with. Meanwhile, the government, all governments, are a huge source of disinformation. They put spin out there all the time. They lie directly to the public and it's up to people like me and others in the media to find out what the truth is. They don't want the truth out there. To quote an old movie, they can't handle the truth. But you should be able to be trusted with it. You should be able to decide which information you're believing or not. The government shouldn't be trying to shut down stories it doesn't like. We're not Vladimir Putin's Russia, no matter how much Justin Trudeau might admire a basic dictatorship. Let me know what you think. Drop a comment down below, share this on social media, and don't forget to subscribe to our channel.
0: See, that's the thing. You know, they're the first ones to say pot. This is kettle over, pot calling the kettle black, whatever abbreviation you want. And it's it's just all bullshit. Now, i read that article from the Ottawa Sun. And I'll include it in the description for you as all, well, uh, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, it's pretty pretty, pretty creepy, right? Eh? Pretty creepy when you think about it. Now, it doesn't matter if it's a training mission or not. It just seems coincidental that there was a Canadian Forces uh, plane in the sky, whether it's training this or training that or training special operations or not. It just happened to be in the sky during the convoy. Hmm. Something to think about, eh? Kind of creepy, though, um, you know, because I got a lot of respect for uh, fellow members of the Armed Forces, and I got a lot of respect for our special services, too. But if they're being used for that position, what else is in the works?
2: Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca.
0: And just as a reminder, folks, too, this podcast is brought to you in part by the Dark Horse Entrepreneur. Yes, that's right, Mr. Tracy Brinkham has uh, keys to success when it comes to making podcasts, what have you. Please click, give him an email, and click on the link, be in the description, and ask him some questions today. And don't forget to say Krusty Canuck sends you. That's right. Just a one reminder too: Dark Horse Entrepreneur with Tracy Brinkman. Check him out. Uh, details in the description. And we're back to the episode of disinformation and misinformation. Yes, that's right. All this good stuff brought to you by the Canadian government and frustrated taxpayers, such as myself and yourself out there. So what what I don't understand is that they're in such a rush to get us into this, uh, this rut. Really? It it is a rut because the only thing I can really think of is, uh, they're not doing this to help us. They're not doing it to help the fellow fellow person, taxpayer. They're not doing it to help immigrants. They're not doing it to help this industry or that industry. They're doing it to us all on a whole. Now I come across the government website in regards to online disinformation. And I'll just queue it up here for you all too, ladies and gentlemen. And I'll read some of it for you, as, uh, you know, for those people who are just putzing around and not really watching the show, just listening. But uh, needless to say, uh, what it is here is that... There is online disinformation. okay, And I will uh, describe it to you all here too. Okay, I'll just make it a bit bigger for you. right? There we are. So here it is the online disinformation. A strong democracy relies on Canadians having access to diverse and reliable sources of news and information so that they can form opinions, hold governments and individuals to account and participate in public debate in response to the increase in false, misleading and inflammatory disinformation published online and through social media. The government of Canada has made it a priority to help equip citizens with the tools and skills needed to critically assess online information now here's a question i have how does the government need to assist us when it comes to assisting to find out what the truth is and what isn't that's 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 scary in it's in its own and i'll carry on with this article here too digital citizen initiative now the (laughs) digital the the digital (laughs) citizen initiative is a multi component strategy that aims to support democracy and social cohesion. There it is right there. Social cohesion. Hmm. What's what's cohesive about that, eh? Social cohesion. You've walked the line and like it, Yavol. That's what it is. Yes. Okay. The Digital Digital Citizen Initiative also supports a community of Canadian researchers that promote a healthy information ecosystem to help Canadians and the government understand online disinformation and its impact on Canadian society and in turn, build an evidence-based to identify potential action and develop future policymaking. Okay, now I am not an English major. I don't have a university degree in understanding the finer works of Shakespeare or George Bernard Shaw or Chaucer or whoever else but I can see bullshit okay I can see bullshit you know I'll read a bit more here too uh the plan to protect Canada's democracy Citizen-focused activities in 2019 and 2020, as part of Canada's approach to protecting its democracy, Canadian Heritage contributed $7 million over nine months to 23 projects delivered by Canadian civil society stakeholders that strengthened citizens' critical thinking about online disinformation their ability to be more resilient against online disinformation as well as their ability to get involved in democratic processes. The DCI provided funding for civic news and digital media literacy ranging from awareness sessions to workshops to the development of learning materials. These projects reach more than 12 million Canadians from coast to coast including youth, seniors, minority communities, official languages, minority communities, etc. Okay. So this is just creepy to me, ladies and gentlemen. Why does the government need to step in to show you how to critically think? That's something you're taught as a child, depending on how strong your family unit was. And that's something you're actually taught in high school. And that's something you're supposed to be taught in university too. And yet here we have the government just spending some of our money, you know, where the money goes missing. Like I mentioned my last episode and, uh, What's happening? What's going on? Right. Something to think about, isn't it? Kind of creepy when you think about it too, you know? And, uh, they've been working on this since just after the convoy too. So, uh, here's something from March, right? How uh, the government, uh, is, uh, reinforcing support to organizations to help counter harmful disinformation. I'll read a bit of it for you too. And I will leave these links in the description for you, my beautiful audience and my fans alike to read and to assess yourselves, to be critically, to to think critical about it. You know me well enough. I'm, I'm a critical thinker all the time. I criticize this government for very good reasons. They've taken our money and spent it all. And they've charged us ridiculous amounts of taxes and they've put things on hold like, uh, Looking after seniors, clean water and reservations, you know, getting our market to getting our stuff to market like oil and our natural resources, right? And they keep sticking it to where the sun don't shine on our behalf. Fun, eh? What a great government!
2: Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca.
0: And furthermore, too, it's, it's, I, I just find it astounding that they're putting all these resources together to help us think critically because of disinformation. So who watches them? Now, I mentioned in my last episode in regards to Bill C-11 and C-18, respectively, when it comes to online hate, when it comes to Canadian uh, identity, when it comes to Canadian content, and when it comes to online news. What is wrong with what we do right now? What's wrong with that? Why is that still such an issue for these wankers to understand? Okay. Why? Why is it such an issue? Well, it's about control. It's got nothing to do with safety. It's got nothing to do with helping us. It's about them helping themselves to our well being, which isn't right. Okay. And I'll just read along this here too. This is a uh, government of Canada reinforced support to organizations to help counter harmful disinformation. <laughs> Okay. As the pandemic continues into its third year and the Russian invasion of Ukraine now threatens democracies around the world, we need to do more to counter the growing spread of harmful misinformation and disinformation. Today, the Honorable Pablo Rodriguez, Minister of Canadian Heritage, announced the launch of a special targeted call for proposals totaling $2.5 million to fund initiatives that help people identifying misinformation and disinformation online. Through the government's Digital Citizen Initiative, DCI, fuck, that sounds creepy, Canadians can respond and help in the global efforts to counter misinformation and disinformation. Okay, why do we need to help in the global efforts? Okay, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but that just sounds off to me. Okay, the DCI supports democracy and social cohesion in Canada by building citizen resilience against misinformation and disinformation and building partnerships to support a healthy digital information society. Yes, yes, young Billy, you shall walk this way because we know what's best for you. Yes, funded projects will help increase civic literacy, promote critical thinking when it comes to validating the sources of information and build capacity in Canada to fight disinformation online. The department will work closely with several targeted and special organizations who are already working in this area. Stakeholders will be contacted in the following days. Okay. You know, like I said, $8.5 million have been spent since January 2020 in stopping disinformation, in stopping the so-called evil of people being lied to. Yes. Who's stopping our government from lying to us? Who's stopping the prime minister from lying to us? He's already been under uh, scrutiny for his ethics issues with the Aga Khan. He, him and Christopher Fillion have been under scrutiny in regards to the Wii scandal. And uh they've also been caught lying numerous times in regards to defense spending, spending on seniors. Now here's something that I got from uh, my friends in the States. A buddy of mine recommended this report to me it's, it's from CBS. It's mainstream media. But it gives you an insight on what they are discussing in regards to uh, disinformation, too. Joe Biden is putting together a system or a unit in the name of Homeland Security uh, (DHS), it's called. But I'll let you, my wonderful listeners and viewers alike, to decide. It just—I don't know. It's—it it seems like both of our countries are in sync. You know, the Americans do something, then our Prime Minister does something to follow. We do something, and then Joe Biden has something to follow kind of weird, isn't it? (laughs) Hmm. Makes you think I'll just cue this up here, but I just find it really, really borderline communist, borderline totalitarian and what's being geared up for us in the immediate future. Right. And what's going to be happening to us, uh, to my American friends and to my British friends and to all of my friends all over the world that watch this show. It just seems really, really odd. And, you know, I'm just not just not happy right and now. And but confusion
3: you swirling about a new advisory board within the Department of Homeland Security designed to combat disinformation. The Disinformation Governance Board was created in April, but lawmakers on both sides of the aisle have questions about its leadership and what the board is actually meant to accomplish. Some GOP members are even calling for the group to be disbanded. CBS News, Homeland Security and Justice reporter Nicole Skanga joins me now for more. Nicole, it's always great to see you. This new advisory board has faced a firestorm of criticism from lawmakers, prompting the secretary of Homeland Security to admit its rollout was suboptimal. Tell us, what is this board designed to do? What role will it actually play? Yeah, this is a working group that lives within the Department of Homeland Security. It's set up to create best practices, guidance, policies that inform the disinformation work that the department has increasingly been engaging in, given just what a complex environment we're currently facing. So, for example, DHS guidance to the United States telecom industry two years ago, debunking false claims suggesting 5G cell.
0: Now, when I look at that, I think, okay, DHS board created in April to curb disinformation. We made up of career and political appointees. Like, look at that right there. We'll be made up of career and political appointees. Now, I'm a Canadian. This is going in the States. It's technically none of my business. But do you not see the similarities here from what I presented to you on the Canadian side? And now we're getting this in the American side. Okay group would be chaired by a DHS office of policy and an office of the general counsel board would begin meeting may 6 so yesterday okay they started their meeting something to think about.
3: Bell towers spread COVID-19. Some more current examples of DHS's work. Accounting uh, of Russian cyber attacks and election interference. CBP's efforts to undermine false narratives that are peddled by the cartels at the U.S.-Mexico border. FEMA's fraud alerts that warn of criminals who take advantage of disaster survivors in the wake of some superstorms. Now, it was definitely a rocky rollout for this group. The Disinformation Governance Board, lawmakers, even DHS Chess officials have pointed out to me this week that that name doesn't help. It's a bit of irony here. There's been a fair amount of actual mis- and disinformation around the disinformation board, even some unfounded comparisons to the Ministry of Truth, which our viewers might recognize as the fictional department within George Orwell's dystopian novel, 1984. But Secretary Mayorkas set out to correct some of the record this week in back-to-back hearings on Capitol Hill. So GOP lawmakers especially have called into question the board's new director. What more can you tell us about the leadership and, and members of this group? Yeah, DHS-selected author and disinformation expert Nina Jankowitz to lead this board. She previously oversaw programs for Russia and Belarus for the National Democratic Institute. She's written two books. The last one is called How to Be a Woman Online, and she documents fighting back against
0: Okay, now. She actually has some videos online of her singing almost like a Mary Poppins kind of thing about uh, disinformation, what have you. Now, look at that face. <laughs> Very evil, Miss Nina Jankowitz. okay? Selected to be the uh, disinformation governance board, disinformation expert and author, and a Fulbright Clinton public policy fellow. So she worked for the Clintons. Okay, great you know and disinformation expert so basically a glorified f and liar if anything so that's the thing but you decide
3: hate that she and other women have experienced from malicious actors and online trolls calls it a precursor to violence GOP lawmakers have pointed to some of JENKOWITZ'S previous assertions for example that Hunter Biden's laptop should be viewed as a Trump campaign product uh, endorsement of a podcast appearance by Christopher Steele the author of the so-called Steele dossier as well as her take on Elon Musk's Twitter bid she said in a recent NPR interview that she is concerned about free speech absolutists taking over more platforms and the impact on marginalized communities around the world. Her previous comments have sparked concerns of political bias and policing of online content. But in response, the secretary of Homeland Security, Secretary Mayorkas, has said that the new director has an obligation to be nonpartisan and neutral. He went on to say this week, if she fails in that obligation, there will be consequences. I do want to point out here that when it comes to social media, DHS has this office called Intelligence and Analysis. It does open source analysis of social media threats that pose a risk to the homeland. But DHS officials tell CBS News that engagement with social media threats will remain exclusively within that office. This board has no similar authorities there. All right. We know you'll continue to track this and follow this for us. Nicole Skanga, thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Well, it puts things in perspective now, doesn't it, ladies and gentlemen? Really? Really? It's (laughs) our friends to the South are feeling the sharp sting of disinformation, right? False news, false reports up here too. So which is it, right? It's, It's obvious we can tell that the Biden government is in cahoots with our liberal government. Mr. Potato Aficionado has all the answers, right? And the, the, the past five months, I would say, has been a real, real rude awakening for a lot of us too. Now, I'm going to get into some of the personal comments that I received uh, in my last couple of videos I put on Facebook. Now, those individuals that disagree with me, you have every right to disagree with me. You have every right to challenge what I say. You have every right to question what I say, just like I have the right to challenge you and question you in regards to what you say. If we can't handle words online, then that's on us. That's not on the government. If we can't handle uh, subject, uh, subjective or objective terminologies, if we can't handle uh, yes and no, if we can't handle swear words, then maybe we shouldn't be looking at computers. Maybe we shouldn't be reading books anymore. Maybe we shouldn't be reading articles. Maybe there shouldn't be journalists anymore. Maybe there shouldn't be authors anymore, filmmakers, screenwriters, dancers, artists, painters, musicians, right? Where does this garbage end, ladies and gentlemen? Where does it end? It shouldn't end, right? No government in any working democracy, as far as I'm concerned, should have a board to settle disinformation. Because the more and more I turn around, the more and more it's turning into the Ministry of Truth, brought to you by George Orwell from his book, 1984. That was mandatory reading for us in high school, you know, as a lesson. Okay, as a lesson, what could be, based on what we were taught in World War II history, based on what we were taught in Korean history, what we were taught in North American history, how Canada was still technically a colony compared to their American friends that became a working and thriving democracy, regardless of all the bad bits. So all these clowns that are getting together, sitting on these boards, getting paid the big bucks, to decide what you and I watch, they've got to stop. Okay, it, it has to stop now. right? Like I mentioned, when the online disinformation from the Canadian government, talking about critical thinking, well, we already have critical thinking skills. In fact, we need more and more people out there to be critically provocative and informative when it comes to questioning these people. And I mean these people as the people that are elected, people that are appointed, so-called boards of inquiry. And it doesn't matter if it's north of the border or south of the border. To my American listeners out there, tell me how you feel about that. To my Canadian listeners out there, tell me how you feel about that. Reach me via email or make a comment here on the page, on the tube, on Brighton, Rumble, or Amazon. Please let me know exactly how you feel. If not, send me an email right here at the bottom. crustybconnect 67 at gmail.com. And let me know what's on your mind. Like a- a- Enough of this garbage. I didn't fight in Afghanistan because I was desperate for attention. I fought in Afghanistan because it was my job, and I thought it was a noble cause. And so did a lot of my brothers and sisters in uniform that served with me, that are still serving, and even those individuals that are not with us anymore today. We stood up for something. We stood up for democracy. We thought we were fighting to help the Afghan people get along and get ahead so their little girls can go to school so little boys can go to school, so they can read, so they can, be, uh, so they can be literate and take on the jobs of doing more than just harvesting sheep and making bricks, so they could have more of a life, more of an opportunity to be part of something and still enjoy the love of their country. But that's null and void now, right? We all happened in Afghanistan there last year. Now what? Now we have government officials here that want to take us and make sure we're combating disinformation and misinformation it's all censorship ladies and gentlemen it's all it is it has nothing to do with freedom to choose or freedom to be or freedom to see it's about herding people like cattle into one big pen so we can be fed more and more bullshit i don't know what else to say but that's what it is because you know bohika, right bend over here it comes <laughs>
2: Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca.
0: It's getting really, really difficult too, ladies and gentlemen, not, not to be pessimistic and not to be angry, but I'm naturally an angry person. I'm naturally disenchanted the way things are going with leadership in this country. Okay, Like I said, I fought in Afghanistan. So did a few other of my friends and people I served with. Saw some nasty things, did some nasty things. A lot of things that we weren't proud of, but the things that we can sit there back and go, yeah, we did that. But needless to say, the job had to get done and we did it. And now we have leaders that gave themselves another pay raise, by the way. okay, There's an interesting story that uh, Rebel Media put out there in regards to uh, senators getting another chunk of pay, as well as our MPs getting another chunk of pay, even though we don't have a pot to piss in in this country, so they say, but they can always get paid some more money, you know, looking after online safety in our behalf, right? Oh yeah. You know, it, it still brings me to the, the liberal ad I keep putting up. Please pay a close attention.
2: Join the liberal party of Canada. We'll tell you what to think, what to do, how to wipe, how to pick your nose. Oh, the name of safety.
0: And from none other than our beautiful NDP representatives. Mama always said I had a face for radio. Well, that too. Join today's NDP. We'll keep moving the goalposts. You don't walk the line for us. We'll call you racist, misogynistic, xenophobic, homophobic, We look for racism in everything. Please join the NDP today and subscribe and donate. Please walk our line. Thank you. (coughs) I still get a kick out of that. Needless to say, ladies and gentlemen, if we're going to fight disinformation and fight misinformation, then we call on these clowns. How much disinformation have they given us in regards to government spending? How much misinformation was given to us en masse when it came to them bringing in the Emergency Measures Act, right? Making up stories as they went along. Yes, there was one ass clown in Ottawa that had a Nazi flag that was seen briefly, but then that guy just disappeared, and they never found this person later on. There might have been a couple of people with Confederate flags too, but those three individuals don't represent the convoy as a whole. And this rolling thunder that happened recently too. How much media hype was there disenfranchising the men and women that were there standing up for what they think is right. And yet when they had the railway blockades there two years ago, media was all over it like a fat kid in a smarty covering this, covering that. Oh, what's your cause? What are you standing up for? Oh, what's this? Oh, this poor person. Oh, those poor people, these poor people. And yet you fail to realize that the past two years has affected all Canadians. All Americans, all Brits, all French, all Germans, all, all, all these so called clowns that made these rules on our behalf to fight the good fight. And now they're sitting there sticking to us with more taxes. Have you seen the prices of gas in Canada, and the United States recently? It's gone through the effing roof. And what are they blaming? They're blaming Russia. Well, it's not Russia's fault because Canada doesn't buy fuels from Russia, some lubricants, a bit of this, a bit of that, but we have the third largest oil reserve on the planet but we can't get it to market right because of our bureaucrats and our leaders who make these decisions and now they want to combat online disinformation online misinformation which is a disinformation or misinformation which is it basically you want to control what we see and do right that's what it is but it's up to people like you and me and all your friends, and my friends, and their two friends, and their two friends, and so on, and so on, to challenge that status quo. Okay? We don't need the bullshit. Okay? As you can see here in my little office-slash-studio, of man cave, uh, you know, little hideaway, you see the books there behind me. Those are encyclopedias. Were we not as taught as children that if you want to find some information, we look it up? Well, yes, we do. We look it up. And we could do it online. Thank you very much. Wikipedia used to be such a great influence. But every so often, you look at certain paragraphs or certain essays that are brought to Wikipedia for us to absorb. There's always that little blue connotation on the top that says, citation needed," Meaning that there's no proof of this allegation or proof of this statement or proof of that fact or that action. Okay, so a citation is needed. So therefore, that gives you the incentive to look even further. Now, with... What i presented to you from the government pages do you think the government's going to tolerate that kind of stuff no because they'll probably be deemed unsafe right yes hmm. so while we have government officials making these decisions on our behalf and while they're getting paid the big bucks of course get themselves another glorious raise this year as i mentioned senators and mps alike we're going to have to work harder and dig in further ladies and gentlemen we're going to have to dig our heels in. We're going to have to bring out our claws and start holding on for dear life. We got to start standing up for what's right and what we want to see and what we want to hear. Okay? People are so worried about what's going on now with Roe versus Wade. That has nothing to do with Canada. And well, why is that even impacting Canada as we speak right now, too? That's, that's an American judicial issue. Let the Americans sort it out. And as far as I know, it goes by a state by state legislation. So let our American friends sort it out. I know for a fact that up here, yes, women have the choice. Just like you and I have a choice. Our bodies, our choices. But it's funny, though, how they would amplify that for women. When it came to inoculations, it wasn't our bodies and it wasn't our choice. Hmm, Interesting, eh? Interesting how things work out that way. Hmm. Not a peep from the government when it comes to that. Now, I smoke cigarettes. My faux pas, my bad, my apologies. Okay. It's a filthy, disgusting habit, but I enjoy it. I used to enjoy drinking quite a bit too, but I don't do that as much as I used to. Probably because it was making me feel really bad and terrible. And I just kind of grew out of it. But my body, my choice. You know, anyone who gets a tattoo, their body, their choice. Anyone who gets, any kind of alterations, whether a lady gets plastic surgery to make her chest a little more enhanced or a guy gets his cheekbones tucked in and treated differently, whatever. Your body, your choice. And I'm a firm believer in that, ladies and gentlemen. Your body, your choice. Okay? You do what you want with your body because it belongs to you. It doesn't belong to the state. doesn't belong to the province, the municipality. doesn't belong to your employer. belongs to you, the individual. That simple. Now, do I agree with abortions? Not entirely, I don't. I don't. But I'm not going to tell any woman what she can and cannot do with her body. That's up to her. And just like myself smoking cigarettes all this time, I have to live with those consequences. Just like any woman who gets an abortion has to live with hers. That's just the way it is. I'm not saying go get one. I'm not saying don't get one. I'm saying think about it. That's my opinion on that, right? But when it comes down to it, it's just about trying to be good to people. Let sleeping dogs, let sleeping dogs lie. Let people just do their thing. Why can't we do that? Why can't we? What's Ottawa afraid of? What's Washington, D.C. afraid of? Hmm? You want to combat misinformation and disinformation? Then here's a novel idea. And all the big news conglomerates like CTV, CBC, Global, Radio Canada, right? To our friends in the South, CNN, M- MSBC, right? CBS, ABC, NBC, you name it. Talk to your editors, talk to your producers. What kind of message are you trying to promote, Right. There's a reason why there's so many podcasters out there. There's a reason why there's so many little news groups coming up and popping up. There's a reason why there's people like The Rebel, True North, Daniel Boardman, Greg Wycliffe, Diverge Media, Freebird Media. There's a reason why you have places like The Blaze and Ben Shapiro and Dave Rubin because information is not getting out to the masses. Different perspectives are not being allowed, different opinions are not being allowed. And now both governments are in this big cahoots to get everything done to make sure that people are getting the right information. Who are you to decide who gets the right information? If it comes to personal safety, then yes, you should confess and tell us what we can do when it comes to keeping ourselves warm or keeping ourselves cool, you know, which is poisonous, which is not poisonous. What can we put in our bodies? What we cannot put in our bodies in the name of safety, right? But you, you don't do that. And the past two years has proven that, ladies and gentlemen. It's proven it big time. So you're finding a lot of disenfranchised people out there not taking your credentials seriously, not listening to what you have to say, because one way or the other, you've all been caught in a lie, and you turn around and blame somebody else, even though it's on you.
2: Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca.
0: Russell Brand, uh, the British comedian-actor, the guy who was formerly married to Katy Perry, made a great video on his channel, too, and I've recommended him before. And I'll leave a link in my description to his recent video in, the, in regards to the disinformation. A DHS board that Homeland Security in the United States is putting together. It is a great uh, analysis of it. So I, I'll leave the link there for you all to watch. But uh, to further my point without sounding like a broken record, ladies and gentlemen, it is up to us to teach our young, to teach kids and to teach ourselves again, too, that the only curb of disinformation or misinformation that we can do is finding it out for ourselves. We don't need government offices to overwatch it for us. Okay. As a Canadian, as a patriot, as a taxpayer, as a husband, as an uncle, as a brother, as a friend, okay, we don't need the government to tell us citizensry and looking after our democracy is your responsibility. You're damn right it's our responsibility. That's why we hire you to do it. But you're not doing such a great job. So now we're going to be informative in regards to what you should do. That simple. We tried the peaceful way. You shot it down what's left for us to do? Do you want us to get violent? I don't want to get violent. I don't. And a lot of my fellow citizens don't want to be violent, and I'm positive that some of my American friends don't want to be violent either. But you're starting to back people into corners here. You're starting to take away their money. You take away their jobs. You take away their businesses. You take away opportunities. And now you're presenting this submitted for our approval, even though you're not going to accept our approval or not, right? What do you expect to happen? Hmm? You think our cars are going to run on pixie dust and fairy farts? No. Do You think we're going to read our information and get our information based on what you presented to us? No, we're going to dig deeper. You don't need to worry about our critical thoughts. (laughs) There's a lot of critical thinkers out there and they're exposing you wankers. So maybe that's why you're afraid and you want to put these boards together to put a cap on it, just so you look like you're doing something, like you're doing what you're paid to do, which is lead. But I've seen more leadership from a baby's shitty diaper than I've seen from you lot. But I'll just leave it at that, ladies and gentlemen. Anyhow, this has been the 7th of May, 2022. I've been Krusty Canuck on this beautiful spring day. Weather's nice. Tomorrow I'm going to do some carpentry with my wife and have a great time. And happy Mother's Day out there to all mothers and to all expecting mothers and past mothers alike. Happy Mother's Day. I'm not going to say happy birthing person's day. I'm going to say happy Mother's Day. That simple, right? So well done to all the mothers out there and to my mother up in you know where. I miss you and I love you. Happy Mother's Day to you all. Do what we can to help each other out in these trying times, ladies and gentlemen. If you get a chance, please click like, subscribe. Share this stuff all around if you can, too. I really encourage the comments, get the algorithm going, helping us independent folk get our words out there, and just keep on trucking to the best of our abilities. Do what we can to help each other out. You know, If you get a moment or two to help a neighbor out, please do it. If you get a neighbor that needs your help, by all means, anything. Just do what we can to try to be civil and try to be kind to the best of our ability. I wish nothing but good things for you as all. And I hope the best. And I hope dreams come true for most of you too. But Like I say, you know, do what you can to help each other in these trying times. And uh, remember, humanity and merit wins the day. And I'll see you all this coming Tuesday for another episode. Take care and see you then. Bye for now. Hit it, sweetheart. Because I am hard, you will not like me. No racial
1: bigotry here. Here you are, all equal.
2: This has been another episode of the Krusty Canuck Podcast. Stay safe. And thank you for listening. From Western Canada, this is the Krusty Canuck Podcast.
3: Well, smack my ass and call me Judy.